Welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime you need support. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au Welcome to today's episode of the Your Health Matters podcast brought to you by Nurse and Midwife Support. Today I'm on Ngunnawal country as I'm in Canberra. I wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land I am recording this podcast on, the Ngunnawal people. I wish to acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of this city and this region. And I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. So hello and welcome everybody. We're going to talk today about supporting culturally and linguistically nurses, diverse nurses and midwives. And I can't think of a more important topic. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately and reading a lot about it. And so there's so many dimensions to this. Today, we're lucky to have two wonderful guests. Helen and Catherine, who are both professional officers with the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association. And they're doing some incredible work with members in this space. And we'll talk about that throughout the podcast. So hello and welcome, Catherine. Hello. Thank you for having us. It's a real pleasure. Yes, thank you so much for having us here today. We're really, really excited to be here and talk about the work that we've been doing. Yeah, terrific. We're looking forward to the discussion. You both work for the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association, as I said. Helen, would you tell us about the work the association does and a bit about yourself? Yes, thank you, Mark. And I'd just like to also acknowledge that I'm joining you today from the lands of the Darragan Gurringai peoples and um, pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging as, as well. Yeah, so the Nurses and Midwives Association is the New South Wales branch of the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation, the largest union. And those are nurses and midwives who are employed in all sectors of health and aged care and comprise of registered nurses, enrolled nurses and assistants in nursing who are sometimes referred to as care workers in aged care services. And I'm one of the professional officers at the association and we provide, as well as industrial support to our members, we also provide professional support and education for our members. And so part of the work that we've been doing um, through the culturally and linguistically diverse reference group that we'll be talking about today has been part of the professional support that we offer for our members. Thanks, Helen. And Catherine, did you want to add anything there and talk a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I have a background in education. So as Helen said, we do run a a bit of education at the association. So that's um, one of my 
primary roles here and it, I'm very um, passionate about the area that we're talking about today coming from a cold background myself and it's just a real, a real great body of work and I just feel so connected to what we're doing. So it's wonderful to work at an organisation who is able to talk about these subjects and bring this to the forefront of discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Catherine. Well, I'd like to congratulate the association and both of you for the incredible work that you're doing supporting culturally and linguistically diverse nurses and midwives. Uh, It's really vital that we amplify this conversation and the issues. So congratulations once again, and please tell us about the work and how it started and perhaps the identified need that you identified that led you to set up the cold reference group. Yes, thanks, Mark. Um, So the work for us started around um, four years ago. What we wanted to understand a little bit more was around our members' experiences in the workplaces. And uh, data, there's there's a a definite lack of of data around um, the diversity of the nursing and midwifery workforce. And I think that's quite telling in itself, the fact that nobody's actually shining a spotlight in this area and monitoring um, the the demographics of of the nurses and midwives, who who they are and, and, and how diverse a workforce they are. Um, so the information that we did have was around the fact that um, one in four nurses approximately are from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds as a, as a rough estimate. But we also know from speaking with our members and working with them that we are a culturally diverse and linguistically diverse workforce. Um, you only have to walk into a hospital or an aged care facility to see that. But the fact that nobody was actually examining their experiences, nobody was actually cl- collecting any data around um, how they were faring compared to their non-culled um, counterparts in the profession was just an oversight, really, that we felt was just so obvious. So we're, we're very, very fortunate in the association that we have some fantastic leadership who are really committed to understanding the experiences of our cold nurses and midwife members and also working with them to um, improve their experience in the workplace. So the starting point for us really was to grow our own body of evidence about what they were experiencing so that we could do our bit as a union representing them to make sure that we were doing all we could to further their issues. So we put out um, a survey to all members, actually, in 2018, because we didn't have a good understanding of the diversity within our own membership. So we asked members to self-report on their cultural and linguistic diversity. And we had over 1,200 responses, which was um, really good for a survey of such a small cohort in New South Wales. So the findings that we um, identified through that survey actually told us a clear story of, of widespread racism, bullying and disadvantage for our cold members in both health and aged care workplaces. And those experiences weren't 
restricted to particular sectors and particular areas in New South Wales. This was a, a, a widespread and systemic problem. And so the terms of the more specific information that they told us, um, about half of those who responded to the survey had experienced some kind of stereotyping. And that was closely followed by having offensive language aimed at them and isolation in the workplace. So these are really big issues for, as you know, through nurse and midwife support, the impact of those issues on um, people's psychological and physical well-being is, is huge. And and interestingly and concerningly, at the same time, around 5% of of those members had actually been physically abused at work, which could be directly attributed to racism in the workplace. So these are really concerning statistics that we were dealing with. In terms of more systemic issues within the workplaces around uh, equality of opportunity, Around 20% of our of the respondents said they felt they'd been passed over for promotion, and around 5% were actually being paid less than their colleagues. So, you know, we know that this is not restricted to New South Wales or Australia. We know this is a globally recognized issue that there are layers of disadvantage for culturally and linguistically diverse um, healthcare workers in multiple settings. Um, but to have that information to hand for us, um, painted a really stark picture of the state of play in New South Wales. So in terms of how often the members were experiencing those issues, so around a quarter of respondents were experiencing some form of racial discrimination monthly, but 10% actually were experiencing that every day. So, you know, if you imagine turning up for your work shift every day with all the pressures as a healthcare, as a nurse or midwife or assistant in nursing, all those pressures you already get, plus a COVID pandemic now over the past few years, you really, to then go to work and and be racially targeted every single day must be an incredible burden for nurses and midwives to endure as part of that and totally unacceptable. Um, So as a union, we felt there was a sense of urgency to step up and take action. But we needed to actually do this with our members and not for our members. And to do that, we had to create a platform for them to have ongoing dialogue with us and lead our actions. And just to follow on from what Helen said, it was really important that we did establish this platform for our members to engage with us regularly. And that was through the creation of our professional reference group. So this demonstrated for cold nurses and midwives that there was a collective issue, as you could see from the statistics and and the information that Helen brought up within the professions, which was very alarming. So this group and the establishment of this reference group allowed the cold nurses and midwives the opportunity to discuss and work together in a safe environment environment towards moving and improving their workplaces. It also led to acknowledgement um, within the workplaces that there is that racial discrimination and they were able to work together on what can be done to improve the environment and their workplaces for future nurses and midwives. So that led to the creation and, and where the group is now. 
Thanks, Helen and Catherine. It's really powerful information and uh, research. If our listeners want more information on the research or your findings and or want to access it, is it publicly available? Thanks, Mark. Yes, it is. Um, we produced a report called The Cultural Safety Gap, and that's available on the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association website. So you can just um, Google The Cultural Safety Gap, NSWNMA. It should take you directly to it. Otherwise, you can access our website on www.nswnma.asn.au. You can just visit our website and um, you should be able to navigate through to reports and it will be listed there as one of the reports that we've produced. Thanks, Helen. We'll also include the link to that report as part of the show notes and transcript for this podcast. So you'll have access to that link via the Nurse and Midwife Support website. Now, Nurse and Midwife Support is fully committed to supporting culturally and linguistically diverse nurses and midwives because we know that experiencing racism at work or in life is harmful for people and people report that they experience some long-term impacts of experiencing racism for many over a prolonged period of time. So I think if we unite as a group of nurses and midwives, we can finally stamp this out. And it's always curious to me that people are experiencing racism, not only from people that they're caring for at times, but also sometimes, sadly, from their colleagues. And that's curious to me because the Nursing and Midwifery Board of Australia has a code of conduct. And 3.2 of that code of conduct that we actually all sign on to as part of our registration states that culturally safe and respectful practice requires having knowledge of how a nurse's or midwife's own culture, values, attitudes, assumptions and beliefs influence their interactions with people and families, the community and colleagues. And then it goes on to outline our responsibilities in relation to that element of the code of conduct. So if you haven't connected with that, I would encourage you to do that. We will also put that link in the show notes and transcript of this podcast. But I guess it's a call to action today, if you're listening to this podcast, to do everything you can to call out racism if you see it and to do your bit to be part of our our movement to stamp it out in these professions which we hold dear. And if indeed any of the issues we talk about today raise issues or concern or trigger you, then nurse and midwife support is available to support you. We're anonymous, confidential and free. We're available 24-7 no matter where you are in Australia and you can contact us on 1800 667 877 or via our website nmsupport.org.au. Now we talked a bit about the resources that have been developed as part of the important work that the reference group and the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association have done. And I'm really privileged to say that I was able to contribute to that suite of resources. And I'm really grateful that Nurses and Midwives Support were asked. 
But Helen, would you please talk about those resources and how people could access them? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I'm happy to do that. Before I move on to that, I'd just like to, if I may, just talk about a little bit about what you were saying around um, obligations, professional obligations in terms of conduct and practice for registered nurses and midwives, because that's a really important um, issue that we do focus on a lot with our education around racism and appropriate workplace behaviours too. But there's a couple of things there. One is around, and this has come out very much with the work that we've been doing, is around lack of support for nurses and midwives in terms of how they can be good allies and good bystanders. Um, Workplaces can be really hard, um, clicky environments for nurses and midwives. And often what our research found was that often it's management who people are signposted to to report issues are actually people who may be perpetrating the racism and um, bullying and harassment. So um, we have to be mindful that people need more education and support around how can they safely take be a good bystander and take bystander action and be a good ally. But also we need to acknowledge that there's a whole lot of structural barriers as well for nurses and midwives to step in where they see racism happening with their colleagues. So it's a mu- definitely, definitely a multi-pronged approach that we need. And I know at the association, we've been developing some bystander training and that's available on our website as well. And, you know, I'd encourage people to go onto the website of ours and um, have a look at that bystander education. It's actually um, available on our We signed up to the Racism It Stops With Me campaign that the Australian Human Rights Commission facilitate. Um, We have a page on our website dedicated to the Racism It Stops With Me campaign work. All our resources are on there. And also there's a series of webinars on there, one of which does focus specifically around bystander action. And that is so important that we all step up. I'm not a person of colour myself, but I do work to become um, actively anti-racist and an active ally for my colleagues. So it's really important, though, that we have the right skills and knowledge and security to, to know what action we can take as well and to acknowledge our own internal biases and the biases in which we operate within society more generally. Um, so yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge issue, Mark. Not one I'm sure that we're going to be able to cover today. But to bring it back to the resources and promotional materials that the group have developed, and again, this is just one part of a whole strategy because we know we can put a poster up somewhere. It doesn't mean anything unless you've got all the other structures around that that make that powerful and impactful. But anyway, as a group, one of the things that they have done is to develop some resources to support um, cold nurses and midwives in the workplace, but also to raise awareness that racism exists. And it's been very important for us to actually 
talk about racism openly and not shy away from it and acknowledge that it is present in workplaces. It's present, of course, throughout society, but that those prejudices and biases don't leave themselves at the door when you enter a health and aged care workplace. So, of course, we acknowledge that racism exists in those workplaces. Um, these are resources that are on that, that website, that web page of our website I mentioned, but they've been um, really validated because they have actually been developed by members, tested by them, and now they're promoted by members from card backgrounds. And they are practical advisory leaflets as well as um, posters that actually you know, acknowledge racism exists. There's also practical leaflets on there which talk about how to be a good bystander, what to do if you experience racism, which talks them through the processes and avenues within their um, workplaces that are available to them, including union support. But also, more importantly, a leaflet has been developed. And this was an idea from the members themselves that, you know, there are a lot of nurses and midwives out there who actually don't feel validated and are actually, you know, unless they know that there's other people there that are also experiencing the same issues it's very difficult to have validation especially if you're the only cold person in your workplace and so it's a leaflet that's called um, navigating unacceptable workplace behaviors and it really just gives some of the more commonly experienced scenarios for cold nurses and midwives in the workplace and some strategies on how they can manage those. Um, that's been really well received um, and rolled out. So I would encourage people to access our website and download those resources and communicate them in every workplace. Thanks, Helen. That's really useful information and you make some excellent points. What would you suggest to somebody who was experiencing racism at work right now, what would you suggest they do? Uh, well, initially, it depends on whether it's something that's got a sense of danger to it or if it's something that's happened that they're reflecting on. There's various approaches that are needed depending on the circumstance at which the racism's happened. Um, one of the most important thing that people can do is have allies in the workplace Seek out like-minded people. Seek out people who you feel safe to discuss your issues with. Of course, people can contact the union, but the union are a phone call away or an email away, and people often need support there and then. Um, so it's important to have people around you and in the workplace who you can go to immediately who you know um, will give you that backing and support and validate actually that what is happening is actually happening because often people can get undermined in the workplace especially if there's bullying culture within that particular environment um, people can be disbelieved or made to relive the stories or asked to go and sort it out themselves because people lack the skills and knowledge to be able to assist. So it's not a one answer fits all, I'm afraid, Mark, but we have got the resources there that people can access. And of course, 
Um, in New South Wales, people can also um, join the reference group and seek some validation through others who have also had similar experiences in the workplace. Thanks, Helen. That's very useful. And if you are experiencing racism and you need to talk, nurse and midwife support is listening. So contact us anytime, 1-800-667-877. Catherine, who are the members of the Culturally and Linguistically Diverse Reference Group? And how can people listening get involved? Yeah, so just to follow on from what Helen said, um, you can contact the association as a first point if you do experience that racism um, within the workplace. And just to add on, I always say that possible documentation is important as well. So just having a a list of what has gone on, just, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for documentation within the workplace and just having notes so then you can refer to this at a later point to jog your memory. So that's just something else to add on there. So you asked who were the members of the cold reference group. They're um, an amazing, an amazing, amazing bunch of members. And they come from a range of nursing midwifery areas across New South Wales. And they come together to collectively, uh, collectively discuss what's occurring in their workplace. As Helen said, you don't have to be a, of a cold background to join the group. There are people there who are interested in assisting and allying to stop this racial discrimination, stereotyping and racial isolation within those workplaces. And it's just amazing to watch. So the nurses and midwives who are part of the cold reference group are experts in this area. This is their specialty area. This is what hits home to them. This is what they experience on a a daily basis. And they're the ones who have lived and experienced and witnessed what has gone on in regards to racial discrimination. And I've said it, but the members of the Cold Group are such an inspiration. And when I or we listen to their stories and experiences, I'm in all of their resilience and their drive to improve the nursing midwifery professions. So that's who the members are. I I know that you might possibly talk to them at a later stage, Mark, but they are just amazing people and I'm always so happy to be involved in this group. So if you are listening and you would like to get involved in the group, Member, you have to be a member of the association, but that would just mean getting in touch with us. This can be done through the New South Wales NMA website and filling out a contact or query form or by emailing gensec at newsouthwalesnma.asn.au. So we are stronger together and we always welcome new members of the Cold Reference Group. Thanks very much, Catherine. Really important points that you make and I've met with um, several members of the cold reference group I was lucky enough to be invited to a um, a group meeting and talk to the group about nurse and midwife support when I was at the recent New South Wales nurses and midwives association conference and I can reinforce that that group is incredibly engaged and passionate and um, committed to doing this work and supporting culturally and linguistically diverse nurses and midwives and amplifying these important messages and points. And as part of um, this podcast and uh, series, 
I'm going to speak to four members of that group. So that's a companion podcast to this one. So you'll be able to hear from four members of the reference group themselves if you listen to that podcast. And there's a link to that podcast in the show notes and transcript for this podcast. So um, thank you very much. It's really exciting work that you're doing. And I'm incredibly humbled, actually. I'm listening to you both speak And I'm thinking there must be other people listening to this because we have a national audience who want to get involved but aren't in New South Wales or aren't part of the association and do their bit. So how would you suggest somebody listening from outside New South Wales start something like this up in their region or their health service? Again, another important question. People can always reach out to um, the Nurses and Midwives Association um, to just so that we can share some of the experiences and learnings that we've had through the development of this group. Um, Like I said, we've got excellent leadership in the Nurses and Midwives Association, and I know they are fully committed to this group and to the elimination of, of racism along nursing and midwifery workplaces. So, I'm sure that they would have no hesitation for people to reach out to us so that we can share our experiences. But I think even more importantly than that, organisations can get involved just by simply engaging with their membership. Let the people who are going through the experiences, living the experiences, be the the voice and be the experts and be the consultants in this work. That's how we've done it. Um, not because we know all the answers, but by going to people that do um, have those experiences and know what needs to happen. And really, all we've done is facilitate them doing their own work in this space. And as Kat said, it's an amazing and humbling experience for us to be able to go through that journey with them. So, yeah, do reach out to us, but firstly, listen to to people who are actually going through the experiences and hear what they're actually saying and what assistance they need to work through those issues and to make improvements in workplaces. And it is an an area that when you talk to people about this issue, um, when you talk openly about racism, people will start opening up. And other organisations have, you know, I know are really committed and engaged to making a difference in this space, but we need to start talking about it. We need to start weaving these issues into every conversation that we have and not being afraid to use the words of racism and the language of discrimination, because that's what's going to get this issue um, on discussed around a table, not by covering it over, putting it in a too hard box or pretending it doesn't exist. My experience since working in this group is that there's a lot of people out there who really want to do a lot of good work in this space. And, you know, we're only going to achieve change if we all collectively work together to make that change. And I'm so glad that Nurse and Midwife Support have have been an excellent partner with us in this space. And I'm sure we've got more fantastic work that we can do going forward. And anyone that wants to join us on that journey is more than welcome to come along. Thanks, Helen. I actually can see in the future that we have a a national conference where we uh, explore this issue and bring all parties together and like-minded 
people together to hopefully come up with a national strategy for how we can stamp out racism within our profession. So, well, really important work. And no doubt many of our listeners are doing some great work themselves. So if you are, thank you very much for what you're doing. And we'd love to hear from you. So get in touch, mark at nmsupport.org.au. I'd love to um, hear from you and amplify the great work that you're doing. Um, I've done the cultural safety training that the Congress of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nurses and midwives provide, and I can um, highly recommend it. It's very important and um, informative training. And I'd also like to acknowledge the really important work that Katz and I are doing to um, put a spotlight on this issue, but also to raise the voices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nurses and midwives. And we'll be um, recording a podcast in the future on X. Yeah, I'll let you know when that um, happens. Catherine, why do you think a group like the Cold Reference Group is important, apart from the many reasons you've already outlined? Is there kind of any other elements that you'd like to highlight why you think this is important or what the members have told you they get out of the, the group? Oh, you, you know, Mark, like Helen, Helen um, has expanded on it beautifully and how we have worked and we've uh, developed these tools and resources. But it is so important because it not only does that, but it provides a safe space where nurses and midwives can feel engaged with other clinicians who understand, like really understand what they're going through. And um, you said amplifies. It's important for us that we actually raise the volume of our members' voices through our association. And some, some humbling things have been that we've been contacted by some members that have seen the posters of the Racism That Stops With Me campaign and they've seen a change within their workplace. So some some people have previously um, not been nice to them and when they see the posters coming around, they've really changed their attitude and it just fills me with so much pride and this is what this group is about and this is why it is so important and it's just that work on changing, you know, the landscape of the nursing midwifery professions. And that's what the group's doing. Um, it's highlighting that it's not okay to display this behaviour. And as you put it, it's in our code of conduct. We sign we sign um, to this when we register every year, right, that we agree to uphold um, the codes and guidelines. But it's important for nurses and midwives to know that the New South Wales NMA are behind them. And just like nursing midwife support, we're there to support them. The collegiality as well within our group is just amazing. And we get to meet new members, hear those stories and their experiences. And each, each story and each experience is very individual. And if um, I know I've noticed if someone in the group is going through a hard time, particularly we talk about it and support them, they're not isolated, which can happen sometimes within workplaces if you don't have that support network, which is very important, as Helen put earlier on, finding people, like-minded people within your workplace to support them if, you know, racism and discrimination is happening to them. So knowing that the association supports not just cold nurses and midwives, but their allies as well is important. Um, and it allows them to f- the freedom that they might not have been able to experience previously. And that includes coming f- 
from an international background where that unionism isn't really explored or allowed within workplaces. So within Australia, you can have that freedom to have your opinions heard and and have action within your workplace. So it's not only this, but it's the added knowledge that there's a group available who are there to support them and, again, have similar experiences. So that's, again, an add-on to why this group is so important and why um, I'm sure Helen and I love being part of this group. Oh, I can hear that, and um, and I can hear your your passion, Helen and and Catherine, and your commitment to this work. And we're so lucky that you're doing us. So, you know, huge gratitude from from us, and thanks. When I, I met with the group, and, and and after listening to you both today, I know that the group has made a, a huge achievements in the work that you've done and raising the these important issues. Thanks, Helen. That's great. And do you have future plans that you're going to work towards? Yeah, well, it's a a really interesting um, time for us as a group because we're actually looking at our future plans for the next 12 months. Um, You know, the group is a safe place for members to come and and, and, and a forum where they can express their views and share their experiences but we also need to ensure that we're there for a purpose as well and that purpose is and through that purpose we develop we develop actions as to how we're going to achieve that so yeah we've just met we've just had a look at our aims for the next 12 months and um, we've got some really gosh some such exciting plans for the next 12 months what I guess is the the main thing for us to work on really is to continue to be a voice, continue to attend podcasts like this and participate, continue to ensure that the group are present and that we continue to make this is people accountable if racism does occur and ensure that we are creating some safe workplaces for our members. So definitely lots of little actions that are going to lead to those those big end goals, I guess. It would also be amazing to have representation of more culturally and linguistically diverse nurses and midwives um, in the media and also in top jobs within nursing and midwifery workforces, wouldn't that be great? Um, because we know that there's a inequity in terms of advantage in workplaces, and also that it's uh, you know that the top layers of management in in many nursing and midwifery and aged care workplaces is definitely not reflective of the workforce in terms of its diversity and makeup. So um, definitely one of the future plans really is to look at some of those systemic barriers within workplaces and build accountability into the health and aged care sectors. Yeah, and it's like Helen said, it's very important that we do have that appropriate representation of cold nurses and midwives throughout those various outlets. Um, A member put it really nicely 
that the work that we're doing now is to ensure future nurses and midwives don't have to go through the same negative experiences throughout their careers. And that just really hit home that this is what the future is for us. And that's what we really want to do by doing the hard work now. We're just trying to improve our nursing and midwifery professions. And just as Helen said, it's so important that we do things like what we're doing today by talking to you, Mark, to raise that awareness of what we're doing in this space and bring it to the forefront of discussion to improve our professions as a whole. Great points. Well, I can't believe we've got to the end of the podcast. We could talk about this really important issue and area all day, no doubt. We're all so committed to it and passionate about it. Um, But as I said, there's a companion podcast to this one where you get to hear from four members of this really excellent and amazing reference group. So just as we end, um, Catherine and Helen, I'd like to um, say a huge thank you for being such great guests and um, and once again, congratulations for the important work that you and the reference group do and indeed the association, the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association for amplifying and supporting this issue and doing this work. Any final words of wisdom before we finish? I'd just like to thank you, Mark, for allowing us the opportunity to talk about um, the group. I'm really excited to hear what the group members are going to be talking about when you speak to them um, in the follow-up podcast. So, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us and thanks to Nursing Midwife Support for hosting us as well. I'd also like to thank our members because without them we wouldn't be doing this work and raising this awareness so they're what keeps us our Helen and myself driving um, in this area to move forward and they're just um, the, the the wood beneath our fire making us hotter getting um, getting us um, ready to tackle any new issues and and move forward in this space. Thanks once again and thanks very much to all of those listening and um, please Um, help us um, spread the word about this important issue and area and and share this podcast with others. Um, By sharing it or liking us on your podcast platform, then it allows more people to hear about the podcast and to know about these important issues. So thanks again. Uh, Look after yourselves and each other. Your health matters. I'll speak to you next time.